0: Give that to the Lord, everybody. Just magnify the Lord just a minute here. Come on, great spirit of worship here tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah hallelujah amen appreciate the presence of the Lord tonight amen I I walked into a moment of prayer and it felt like felt like taking a good hot clean bath to be in that presence there's nothing like the presence of the Lord there's nothing like the presence of the Lord amen when the people of God begin to pray and the uh, intercession, that, that that voice, that moment, that season, there's nothing comparable to it. Amen. Thankful for the body of Christ. Thankful we serve a God that hears our prayer. I really believe that. I believe God hears us when we pray. Amen. It's an honor to be back and uh, have, have waited with great anticipation and excitement about what the Lord is desirous of doing. And uh I, I do want to reiterate uh that I I nor would I be asked to do this here. Let me make that very clear. But just to preach to preach, or just to be in revival, to be in revival. I think I think your money and your time is worth more than wasting that. Is that is that fair enough? It's not to be condescending. I think we're here on the king's business. And I think we're serious about a revival. amen 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 and uh i want to preach about it just a little bit here tonight and uh, with the lord's help to bishop and mother Wright, uh, to your pastor to the men on this platform uh, i hope it never gets old hearing this but i salute you in the wonderful name of jesus amen and to the saints of god the wonderful 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 saints of god amen first kings chapter 18 first kings chapter 18 I want to read very quickly. And uh, I, feel, I feel an undercurrent here tonight. I feel like that we have tapped into something deep and something powerful. <clears throat> but it's, it needs to come out of us and not on us tonight. It needs to be administered from the body. Um, maybe that will make sense here in just a little bit. And it came to pass, 18 of 1 Kings chapter 1 and 2. And we're just going to drop down to that 41st verse and pick up. And it came to pass after many days. Would you say many days? That the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was sore famine in Samaria. Verse 41, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink. It's over. Get thee up, eat and drink. For there is a sound of an abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. I need you to get this. There's nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. Verse 45, Last but not least, and it came to pass in the meanwhile. Mm. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. He girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. I want to read 41 again. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink. For there is a sound of an abundance, of an abundance of rain. The sound of an abundance of rain. I want to preach the storm clouds are gathering. The storm clouds are gathering. I want that to be more than just a title. I want it to be born of the spirit and prophetically tonight. Would you lift your hands in faith and proclaim with me what is the will of God? The storm clouds are gathering. Would you clap your hands and give the Lord praise while you're being seated in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Elijah had a vision, and that vision he called for and seen three and a half years of drought. Elijah's vision called for an abundance of rain. So Elijah had a vision of drought, and Elijah has a vision of an abundance of rain. That vision, those moments were God inspired. They were given to him by the hand of God. It's an interesting thing to me that immediately after God spoke to Elijah, the Bible then states the Bible then states that there was sore famine in the land. It is the greatest of all paradoxes. God steps into famine and promises floods. It is a great paradox that when God gets ready to do something, he doesn't make everything right before. He just simply steps in when he wants to, where he wants to, and how he wants to, and does exactly what he said he was going to do. He doesn't need my approval. He doesn't need my ability. He doesn't need your approval. If God said it's going to rain, it will rain. If God said, I'm going to give you a harvest of souls, it will be a harvest of souls. God has a way of stepping into the bleakest of situations and promising victory. In fact, it is at those times that God chooses to work in the most often. It's at that moment where it seems impossible where it seems that there is simply no way. It's the wrong time. It's the wrong season. We don't have the ability. We don't have the right surplus. We don't have the right kind of people. It's just not good timing yet, God. But if you wait on us, Lord, we'll get everything fixed. We'll get everything right. That's not how God operates. God takes the feeblest of us. God takes the frailty of us all. And he blesses and multiplies and replenishes and gives and fixes. And he just steps in and does it exactly how he intended on doing it from the very beginning. I want you to know tonight that when God gives his word, heaven and earth might pass away. But his word shall last forever. Nothing can take away from the word of God. There is no mountain inside coat pocket. There is no mountain of impossibility. There is no circumstance. There is no sickness or no disease that can stop God. God can do whatever he wants to do. God will do whatever he wants to do. I'm going to say it until somebody else believes it here tonight. God will do whatever he wants to do. Amen. I, in the last few months, have gotten a divine revelation of this one simple fact. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what facts say. It doesn't matter what tests reveal. All that matters to us is what did God say about the situation. Mm. Was it not to Gideon in Judges 7 and 2, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites under their hands. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, My own hand hath saved me. It was Jairus' daughter that Jesus allowed to die, that he could raise her from the dead proving one simple point. God delights in working where men can't. God delights in bringing answers to situations that stump men. God delights in doing what men say can't be done. He said, my glory will I not give nor share with another. God specializes in doing the impossible. The harder it is, the better he likes it. Nothing stops God. Nothing detours God. Nothing slows down God, nothing gets in the way of God. Nothing, 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 nothing. Snowstorms don't get in the way of God. Sickness doesn't get in the way of God. Time doesn't get in the way of God. Circumstances doesn't get in the way of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In 19 and 26 of Matthew, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. What's the contrast. With you, it's impossible. But with me, all things are possible. There is limits to you. There are abilities that you'll never have and you cannot fix. But with me, nothing stops me. Nothing gets in my way. And so on this Sunday night of January of 2016, I simply want to walk to this pulpit and remind this great congregation that when God spoke to you, last year or 30 years ago that he never intended on lying to us. Uh, I got my work cut out for me tonight. God never intended on lying to us. Delay is not denial. Delay is not denial. If God said it, he'll do it. If God spoke it, it too shall come to pass. Do not, do not, do not doubt in the pit. Do not doubt in the prison that you're on your way to the palace pits and palaces go together pits and prisons lead to palaces but the common denominator of all the above mentioned is the word of God you will stand before many many will bow unto you but what I will not show you is how I get you from the pit to the prison to the palace I just want you to know Antioch that God has this church God has this ability God has this people God knows what he's doing God God is not late. God is not tardy. God is not slow. God is going to do exactly what he said he would do for this church. Hallelujah. 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 I feel like, I feel like, and if I'm wrong, let me be wrong. But I feel like one of the greatest revivals of 2016. One of the greatest revivals of the end time is lying in the womb of this particular congregation. You hear me? I'm not just saying things to sound prophetic or powerful. I'm telling you how I really feel in the Holy Ghost tonight. I think that one of the greatest moves of God is in this congregation tonight. I think... Hallelujah. 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 But there's an old formidable spirit. That rises up every time you get close. Every time you hear it. And it starts pushing back on you saying. It'll never happen. You've tried before. You've see how quiet it gets right there. You've heard it before. You've been this close before. But I remind you the word of God tonight. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the storm clouds gathering. It's not just. One of the misunderstandings, and I need you to hear me right now, one of the great misunderstandings of the prophetic is that it's supposed to take place when we think it's supposed to take place. Because when we get it, it's at our finest. Are you ready? Hey, Sarah. Hey, Abraham. You're young and pretty right now. And you have in you the ability to have children. And so while you have the ability to have children, I'm going to speak unto you. You are going to be the father of a great nation. You are going to be daddy to many. He looked at that sweet little thing and said, You're going to be mama to many. But the seasons of life changed. And time took its toll, God. Time took its toll. And their faith began to waver. It wavered to the point that God had to revisit and remind them what I told you then. I'm still God and I'm still able to do now. It was so bad that Sarah chuckled in her tent and she said, it's impossible for my womb has dried up. I have lost the ability to produce and the Lord must have heard that because he looked at Abraham and said, you go back and you tell your sweet thing that I'm not just God and I'm not just going to give an old woman children, but I am going to restore to her the season of life. I'm preaching to some good folk that have held on a long time. And you've heard the prophecies And you've heard the word of God But you're looking around right now saying If it would have happened then We'd be able to do it If it would have taken place then We'd have been better for it But that's not how God does things That's not how God looks at things It's his will It's his way It's his time It's his divine providence Come on church I stand tonight and tell you That the prophecies that God gave them It's in this place tonight. The word that God. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God. You can call it doubt. You can call it unbelief if you want to. Maybe those terms are not absolutely accurate. Sometimes I think the people of God just get weary and well doing. And if we're not careful, we'll call weariness lack of faith. And there's a big difference to me. It's not that Thomas didn't believe, he just needed help believing. Is that all right? Lord, I believe. But help thou my unbelief. In other words, I believe deep in my spirit. But everything logical to me tells me that it is impossible. So will you help me take logic and displace it? And let what you spoke to me become more. I want you to look up here. Look up here at me. It's not predicated on me. It's not predicated on my abilities. Any evangelist could walk up here probably and do this. But I need you to hear me right now. God, in his infinite wisdom, has chosen this year and this time and this season to begin to do everything God promised this church he would do. (laughs) Write it down. Hold me accountable to it. If I was a mama and daddy who had a black backslidden child, I'd be up running right now. If I was a spouse with a backslidden spouse, I'd be up shouting right now. Because the word of God shall not fall to the ground. It shall never, ever, ever return void. Whatsoever I have promised, whatsoever I have given, whatever I tell you, I'm God. I'm able to do what I say. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. The storm clouds are gathering. The storm clouds are gathering. You hear me, church? The thing that you cannot afford to do right now. The thing that you cannot afford to do right now is get distracted with trivial things. If you can't trust God during the transition of leadership, you can't trust God to save the world. I'm just gonna pause until we get it right it doesn't matter how many storm clouds gather if this congregation doesn't trust that god holds close to his heart the direction of this body i am tired of the devil taking little bitty minute insignificant things And walking through this congregation and wreaking havoc. I take dominion of that spirit. I take dominion of that thought. I bind it in Jesus' name. Let the church arise. Let its enemies be scattered. Somebody help me war a little bit right now. Somebody help me speak prophetically right now. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue, every right. have revival. We will stay united. We will stay focused. We will not become prey to our enemies. There we are. There we are. Hang on. Hang on. Don't don't sit down. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. There we are. You can't have apostolic leadership and not have differences of opinions. That's just my opinion. You can't have apostolic leadership and government without a difference of opinions. That doesn't make one right and one wrong. It just makes them difference of opinions. But as long as the goal and the agenda remains the same. That man wants revival in this church. That man wants revival in this church. That man wants revival in this church. What's the problem? I know. We're bumping it. That's alright. I'm big enough to handle it. That's the issue your enemy is using to hold this thing, to bring that suppressiveness on this thing. I got done, and it wasn't the congregation this morning. That's not what I am implying, but I got done preaching today, and I felt that ugly, heavy, oppressive spirit. Oh God, who was the little chick? Um. Her mother, her mother was messing with her husband's brother. And John walked in, Bishop, and said, You can't have your brother's wife. You don't get her. And it made him so mad. Threw him in prison. And there was a party that broke out. Hear me right now. There was a party that broke out. And when the party got good and going, the little niece walked up and started dancing. And she got him so messed up, he said, stop the music, stop everything. Whatever you want, darling, I'll give it to you, even half this kingdom. And she went running back to mama and said, hey, we got him right where we want him. What should we ask for? How many chariots? How much gold? And mama said, none of that. She said, ask for the head of John the Baptist. I know where I'm going. Pastor Joe, she went waltzing back in there. Her uncle said, I'll take the head of John the Baptist. He said, no problem. I'll give it to you. And he had John's head removed from his body, and they served it on a silver platter. And they thought that because they had brought division to the head. Let me tell some parents here something. Let me segue just a moment. The worst thing you can do for your children He has silenced the voice of this pulpit in your children's life. Married couples, the worst thing you can do is not value the opinion of this pulpit in your marriage. They silenced John. They cut his head off. They thought it was over. They thought they had finally stopped the mouth of God. And they did. Because it was just a little while later that Jesus himself stood where John stood. And the same guy that called for John's head asked Jesus a question. Are you the king of the Jews? And you know what Jesus did? He opened not his mouth. Be careful when you let that spirit. Be careful when you play with that spirit of division. Divisiveness. Be careful when it tricks you into silencing this pulpit to get your way. Because God will not speak where you silence the pulpit. Hear me? Well, we, we segwayed, didn't we? That old spirit is doing its ever-loving best to stop what God has ordained and authored for this congregation. And the problem is not on this platform. Hear me tonight. The problem is not on this platform. The problem is between our ears. Because if he can get you sidetracked into this trivial things, he stops doing, he stops you doing what God has authored you to do. Well, I might as well slow down and work on it. God had not called you to figure this out. He's called you to follow him. And there's a few of you good folks that's using trivial things not to do the will of God. Because it's a cop out. You you think because you take the head of that thing that God's not going to hold you accountable. He is. Tonight, He is. Right here tonight, in this place, He is. Because the storm clouds are gathering. There's a sound of an abundance of rain. And if you can't hear God say run, the flood is going to drown your hide. Mm. That didn't, that didn't, that didn't go over real good. Faith is a precious commodity. Faith is the most precious commodity you can possess. Faith is precious to a church. I don't care how high I shout how many times I talk in tongues. My faith is my most precious commodity. Because without faith, I cannot please God. And if I don't have faith and please Him, I can't come to Him to believe that He is a rewarder because I've diligently sought Him. Do not let the devil rob your faith. Don't let the enemy rob your faith. Don't let the devil take your faith. Believe in the word of the Lord and you shall prosper. Believe. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Believe. Faith. Believe. Faith. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the sound of an abundance. It doesn't matter. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Uh, It's funny what happens to a congregation When you poke that sleeping bear We are not intimidated by that spirit Well I hope to finish it sometime We're not intimidated by that spirit It, It doesn't bother us It's more afraid of me than I am of it He roars louder than I He makes more noise than I do. But he has no power over me or you. He is an intimidator. He is an accuser. He is a false accuser of the brethren. The spirit of truth is not in him. He is the father of lies. It is impossible for him to tell you the truth. So the next time he starts breathing into your ear the impossibilities... Huh? The next time he starts speaking about why it can't happen and why this and why that, you ought to stand up and talk in tongues. You ought to stand up and start shouting, shaking your fist and saying, devil, you're a liar and the father of all lies. I have noticed, you may be seated, I have noticed, don't, don't quit on me. I've noticed that when God speaks of increase and multiplication, most of the time there is barrenness and there is loss. But that's where faith comes in. That's where standing when you've done all else to just stand and just wait on God. Was it not God speaking to Abraham and gave him the great promise between Bethel and Ai? And then there was a famine in the land. Joseph was given a dream by God and then immediately thrown into a pit and sold into slavery. David was anointed king of Israel, but then sent to the pastors to tend his father's sheep. The widow woman was promised an increase by Elijah as she prepared to die. God promised that he would bring a living, breathing army back to life while Ezekiel started at the drab home scattered in the valley floor. Jesus was baptized to fulfill every bit of the law, but then was immediately led into the wilderness. God's promises will always be followed by God's proving grounds. Help me preach tonight. It's easy to trust God in the time of surplus, but can you shout in a time of barrenness? It's easy to trust God in the time of feast, but can you still worship in the time of famine? It's easy to trust God when the economy's good and you've got money in your bank. Everything is plentiful. You've got more than enough. But how about when you lose your job and there's nothing else to pay the bills with? Can you worship then? It's easy to trust God for great revival when the music's right. The drums are loud. The song is good. Everything is hopping and shouting and talking in tongues. But how about when things get a little quiet? The greatest test of your faith comes when God says, I will. And you look around and see that he's not. But just because he hasn't, doesn't mean he won't. Hmm. Mm. Oh my That ought to happen That that ought to brought more In every case no matter how long it took God's promise has always come to pass I'm just going to work on your faith Just a minute God is not slack concerning his promises It's impossible for God to lie No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I am radically called. I am Holy Ghost infused. Come on, help me. My name, my name is written in the Lamb's book of heaven. His blood flows through my veins. Mm. Hey, Elijah, you need to go home. Mm. No, sir. You walked past me and I felt something. Now you're dreaming. Go on back, go on back to your field. He said, no, sir. I'm going with you. And Elijah said, no, no, you don't, you don't understand the cost of coming with me. And that little prophet boy looked at Elijah and said, I tell you what, let me do. Let me take my daddy's oxen back to his barn. Let me hang his his plows, put them back up, and I'll come find you. And Elijah looked at him and said, no, it doesn't work that way. If you're going with me, you're going now. To delay is to die. If you delay, you die. If you delay, you die. Oh, I need to work on that a minute. When God says something, you just got to believe it right then. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. you got to believe right then. To delay is die to sit here and wait on change is is, is death at its best. He said, no, if you're going with me, you're going to do it right now. You're going to make your decision right now. And I like what Elisha did. The Bible says he slew the oxen and he burnt the yoke. We We make doing the will of God so easy that if it doesn't happen, we can always come back to where we... and pick right back up and keep going like nothing else happened. God is asking this church to step into a realm of dynamic apostolic faith to where you burn the yoke and slay the oxen. Oh my goodness. I should have had more Wheaties this morning. We're going to believe, but we're going to keep one foot in the safe zone. Just in case 500 don't get the Holy Ghost. Or just in case 100,000 doesn't get saved. Just in case we don't influence the world, we're going to keep one foot here where it's safe. That won't work. Oh, my, my. That's just not going to work. That's not going to work. You're going to have to take that oxen and that yoke, and you're going to have to slay it and burn it. And you're going to have to follow at all cost. Elijah, Elijah finally looks at him and says, what, what is it that you think you want from me? And I don't know how all this works. I, I haven't figured all this mantle stuff out, but I, I believe in it, but I haven't figured it out. He said, I'll tell you what, if you're with me when I leave, you got it. And that little preacher decided to follow Elijah anywhere he went. And the day came when Elijah, Elijah was taken, the whirlwind of fire. And Elisha stood there and watched until the mantle come floating out of heaven. And he walked over and picked that thing up. He walked back to Jordan. he said, where is the God of Elijah? And he slung that mantle. And that water rolled back. And he walked across just like his mentor did. And thus began the ministry of Elisha. But the promise of Elisha was a double portion. Everything Elijah did, he would do twice over. Anybody know where I'm going? That little preacher died one miracle short. Elisha died one miracle short of Elijah. That's not twice. That's almost twice. But when God says, I'll give you twice, he means exactly twice. And his flesh had decayed off his bones. And he was nothing but a bone pile. But the people of God were in a, in a hurry and in a battle. And they took a dead soldier and decided to throw it in a borrowed tomb. What they did not know is that was Elisha's bones. And when they took that dead body and threw it on Elisha's bones, the minute the dead boy touched Elisha's bones, life came back into that boy. And God smiled and said, when I tell you twice, I mean everything. I'm telling this church, it may look dead. It may be. I'll believe it when I see it. No, you won't. It doesn't work that way. You believe it now if you're ever going to see it. You feel that? That's faith. You feel that? That's faith. That's God's people saying, God is able. God is able. Pastor Joel, the God that we serve is not broke. The God that I serve is not in trouble. He said, I'll make you the head and not the tail. I'll make you the lender and not the borrower. I'll bless you going. I'll bless you coming. I'll bless everything you touch. I'm telling this church, we are not a broke church. We are not a powerless church. We're not an in trouble church. We're the church of Jesus Christ. We are the people of God. We. How about this one? Take it, Peter 3 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. In other words, it may not happen like you think it's going to happen, but it will happen. But as long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Psalms 126 5 and 6. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall shall doubtless. Bishop, I may need some help here. But if I understand that, the connotation is not shall shall doubtless come again. In other words, without doubt, he'll come back to me. But I think the connotation is shall doubtless come again. The thing that predicates me coming back with precious seed It's not just the fact that God spoke it and put it in me, but that I have held fast to an undoubting mind. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. The Apostle Peter said it like this, where God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask. He said, I am God. I am able to supply your need according to... You got a wallet? some money. No, you sound like me today. stu has got money in his wallet though. Come here. My granny was a good old, good old Pentecostal granny. She knew how to strip a switch faster than grease lightning and she could administer punishment faster than anybody I know and do it all in the lovely, wonderful name of Jesus. But granny, granny had a say and she'd say, we we'll would ask daddy for something he should say. He said, he supply your need, not your want. You kids have a want mentality. Be thankful God supplies your need. So I grew up kind of thinking, well, you know, God, God supplies needs. Okay, well, God looks at me. Watch me. God looks at me poor and feels sorry for me. Okay, maybe you didn't grow up like this. I did. God looks at my broke car and says, oh, I feel sorry for my little preacher boy. I, I think I'll... I think I'll send along somebody to fix it for him. No, that's not what that means. God doesn't look at us and feel sorry for us and come to our rescue. That's not what that verse says. He supplies my need. One word. According to Come on. He supplies my according to here's how it works. He looks in his bank account first. Hmm. I'm fixing to supply your need. But before I give you the need, I'm going to see what I supply. God doesn't feel sorry for him and come to his rescue. God checks his account and says, I've got, mm. therefore I'm going to put mm, on you because I know for a fact I've got mm, in my account so that when you are afflicted or in need, I'll never be short. Where is the faith of God's people? Where is that radical? I'm going to tell you something. When all hell's breaking loose in your life and things are out of your control, and you know that you cannot change the outcome, that verse is a revelation. Because for it to come to me, Pastor Joel, means that he's already seen the answer to it, and he allowed it to come to me, not based on a need in my life, but based on his ability to perform... Sometimes when we think we can't see it, we think it'll never happen. We think that God forgot his word and his promise. But that's where my faith comes in. God's promises always require a step of faith. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Faith is not sight. Faith is acting on something you cannot see. In fact, the very definition of faith is found in Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Faith means being sure of things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if you can't touch it. Faith is simply disregarding my current circumstances and believing God for what he promised no matter how wild it may seem. Abraham, Romans 4, 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Faith is simply not giving up on the promises of God, even if it takes three and a half years to fulfill. Or in Joseph's case, 13. Or in Abraham's case, 25. Faith is simply realizing that I may not see it. I may not can feel it. I can't touch it yet. But God said it. Therefore, it too shall come to pass. Uh, Elijah's vision called for an abundance of rain. I'm hurrying. Not a sprinkle. Not a heavy dew. Not a quick shower. But an abundance. Look at your neighbor and say an Abundance but after he seen the abundance he turned and sent his servant and said show me now go look and see go look and go look and bring back tell me what you see and the little servant come back and said there's nothing there the first obstacle that the man of god had to overcome to instill faith in his servant and to everyone around him was the obstacle of history It's not rained in years. What makes you think it'll rain now? Well, that's the way it's always been. What makes you think it'll change now? We're accustomed to famine. Please don't make us think we can feast now. This is the way it's always been, and this is the way it'll always be. We've had plenty of people through the years tell us that we thought it was going to rain, and nothing happened. So you can't really change our thinking because we are changed. To history. We believe more in our past than we do our future. I've noticed that whenever God desires to move into a group of people that have been used to things being a certain way, the first obstacle he has to overcome is the mindset that things can never change. This is the way it's been. This is what we've struggled with. This is the way it is. And this is the way it will always be. I'm not talking about doctrine. Obviously. God can't do anything in the midst of people who won't believe. And often it's in the church that he can't work. It's in the midst of the people he loves, the ones he desires to bless. Many times that he'll inquire the most resistance. Was it not his own hometown in Matthew thirteen, fifty-eight, and he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief? Not his lack of ability to love, not his lack of ability to perform but because of their unbelief. Because the things he did had never been done before. The people who had watched him grow up said, Nope, sorry, too much of a stretch. I simply cannot believe. I don't know what the magic number would be on how many people have gotten the Holy Ghost in one service in this particular building, but it's not hard for God to have a hundred people get the Holy Ghost at one time in one service. About this time last year, I think it was, I made that statement to the church in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and I said, Next Sunday there'll be 50 people get the Holy Ghost in, in, in the service. We're going to have 50. A, a little later, I found out that they had never had any day in, in, in 40 or 50 years of their history where more than um, single digit people got the Holy Ghost. Uh, I think seven was the most in any one service that had ever gotten the Holy Ghost there. And so when the Holy Ghost said 50, people didn't show up because they believed. People showed up because they wanted to believe. So when the Holy Ghost says 100 is not hard for me, 500 is not hard for me. He has to navigate the spiritual landmines, not of the world, not of our enemy, but of our minds, of his people. How, when, who, where? Mm. Genesis 23, 19, and after this, after this, after this, once the curse of history has been broken, there's always an abundance. Hang on to that statement. Once the curse of history is broken... There will always be abundance. Genesis 23, 19. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Michalad. Before memory, the same as in Hebron on the land of Canaan. Are you with me? Genesis 24, 1. And Abraham was old. Everybody say old. old. Well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham 25, 1 and 2. Then again. Then again. Didn't we not just read Abraham buried Sarah? Then again, Abraham took a wife and her name was Keturah and she bare him Zimran and Jokshan and Midan and Midian and Ishbak, and Shua. This is the guy that could hardly believe for one. When God gave him one, Once the curse of history has been broken, there will always be an abundance. Abraham didn't have trouble believing the next go-around because he's seen God do it in the minimal on the first go-around. I, oh I don't know what your greatest revival was. I don't know how many got the Holy Ghost. But that was God proving to you that he could do it in minimums. That's not your greatest moment. You're going to have to do better than that tonight. Come on, church. It's here. It's here right now. The heavens are fluttering right now. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the prophetic coming like the crashing of waves. Miracles, signs, and wonders. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the sound of children coming back. Spouses coming back. I hear the sound of miracles. Of healings. Of divine outpourings. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Oh, shut down. Somebody right back there in that center section. This is is not for anything, but you back there. And I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I think I got you, but you have been promised. God gave you his word, and now it's dead. It looks absolutely lifeless and helpless or hopeless. The circumstance is greater than you. It's out of your control. Would you stand or come up here with me? Now, if you don't move, you're going to lose it. Come up here. Are you ready? Ready for it to change? The Holy Ghost told me to tell you seven. I don't know if that's seven days or seven weeks, but something attached to seven. God is going to do the miracle. It's going to be attached to seven. Whatever it is, He's going to show you that when he promises you something, he'll keep his word. But the miracle is going to start tonight in her mind. There's going to be a complete... This is not a gimmick. This is not a show. The Holy Ghost said, because they don't believe like I want them to, I'm going to move amongst them, and I'm going to show them in minimums what I'm going to start doing in maximums. It's sad that God has to show out for us, but he loves you enough to prove to this church what I promised you. I'll do it. I won't lie to you. I won't. I won't. We're not near done here. Jump to your feet. Make some noise. Lift your hands. Travail. Pray. Shout. Talk in tongues. Do something. We're not near done here tonight. miraculous is here right now. A demonstration of the Holy Ghost is here right now. God. God is going to do for this church what he promised you he would do. And it started tonight. I said it started tonight. You didn't hear me. I said God said he started it tonight. Backsliders. People that walked away hurt. People that walked away wounded. People that nibbled themselves, they're on their way back. They'll start coming Sunday. Come on. there got to be a demonstration of belief. You need to let him know I see it. I believe it. I see the cloud the size of a man's hand we got to run fast we got to run now we got to run sure I hear the sound I hear the sound Somebody better get to running Somebody ought to start running The outpouring is coming The flood Go ahead That's it, step out of that aisle You better get to running It's on its way Come on Antioch Congregation, tonight it started. Tonight, you ought to get on your phone when you leave here and start calling backsliders. did this before i ran and didn't see anything that's okay i ran again and didn't see anything that's okay i ran again and didn't see anything that's okay just keep running whatever you do don't stop running when the holy ghost speaks because at that moment at that moment that cloud is going to show up that cloud is going to release And every promise that God gave this church is going to come to pass. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. It started tonight on this particular Sunday evening. Lay aside that attitude. Lay aside that... I know you're waiting on me. You need not wait on me. You better get to running. You hear me? You better get to running tonight, right here tonight, in this service. You better get to running because the rain's coming. Whether you believe it or not, whether you see it or not, the rain's coming. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost is going to take place just like God said it would. The rain is on its way. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. want to believe. I'm trying to believe. Curse that thought. Bring that backslider just prayed through and his boy just got the Holy Ghost for the first time I hear the sound I hear the sound come on it's time for backsliders like this church has never seen to come home you ought to be clapping your hands you ought to be jumping you ought to be talking in tongues you ought to be rejoicing I hear the sound I hear the sound I hear the sound I hear the sound of Abundance of rain. Come on, congregation. Okay, you need the Holy Ghost. You're a visitor. You don't have the Holy Ghost. You've never been born of the Spirit. I want you to get out out from where you're standing and run. Run. Come on, run. Run. If they're standing next to you, you say, come on, I'll run with you. Come on. Come on. If you're here, you need a miracle in your body. I'm talking to God's people now. You need a miracle in your body. You need God to show up on your behalf. Run. Come on. Run. You can't hesitate. You can't hesitate. There's a visitor next to you. Ask him, say, Can I come with you? I, I'd, I'd love to go with you. If you'd like to go, I, I'll go with you. Come on, come on, church. Need a miracle? Come. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's going to happen. You're going to miss your moment if you don't hurry. Come on. How many believe right now? How many of you believe that the miraculous is going to fall right now? Don't stop. It's going to flow out of you onto them right now. Come on, sis. Come on. Come on. She's going to get the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Come on. And if somebody else, come on, church. Come on. All right. You release it. It'll be to the level that you release it. It's going to fall up here. Don't wait on me. Don't wait on this platform. Whatever you ask God to do, God's going to do for them. Come on. That's it. Out of your belly. Out of your belly. Out of your belly. You don't have to stand to do this, but I would like for you just to lift your hands. And as a statement of faith and belief, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the sound of an abundance, not just a little bit, not just a light shower. But God has positioned this body of people to receive what He has promised us. Come on, don't stop. Your statement of faith will unlock your statement of faith. This altar is going to come become more fruitful. This altar is going to come more productive. Come on, that's it. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. That's it. Let it build. Let it build. Come on, every statement. Come on. Come on. Ha ha. She just got the Holy Ghost. Stu. She just got the Holy Ghost. That's what happens. Come on, church. I hear the sound. I hear the sound. I hear the sound. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain.
1: Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I probably shouldn't do this, but I just feel like saying, this is my season for grace, for favor. This is my season to reap what I have sown. I know a couple of you all to know that one. This is my season for grace, for favor. This is my season To reap what I have sown. This is my season for grace, for favor. This is my season to reap what I have sown. This is my season for grace, for favor. This is my season to reap what I have sown. Cause God is leaning in my direction. God is leaning in my direction. God is leaning In my direction, this is my season for grace, for, I'm tired of hearing myself, somebody help me out. This is my season to reap what I have sown. Oh, this is my season for grace, for favor. This is my season. To reap what I have sown. This is my season for grace, for favor. This is my season to reap what I have sown. Cause God is leaning in my direction oh god is leaning in my direction yes god is leaning in my direction i said god is leaning in my direction oh god is leaning In my direction. Anybody feel that way tonight? Oh, God is leaning in my direction. Oh, God is leaning in my direction. This is my season for grace, for favor. This is my season. To reap what I have sown. Would you just lift your hands and tell the Lord that, declare that right now. In Jesus' name, according to your word, Lord. According to your word, Lord, it's my season. It's my time to reap, Father, according to your word. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One more time, I want us to give him thanks for his word and thanks for the work of his spirit in this place tonight. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah,